This is Crossroads with Clayton King. Hey, if you're an American and you hear the word freedom, you probably also see images of bald eagles and the stars and stripes. It is a value that we love in this great country. But our true freedom comes from Jesus Christ. In this message, I'm going to show you from the scripture how God has given you a way to be free, free from bondage and guilt and shame and blame, free from sin, free from all the things that the enemy wants to use to tie you down. So I hope you'll enjoy this, but more than that, I hope it's practical and I hope that you will put it into practice in your daily life. Here we go. The title of the message today is real simple, The Pathway to Freedom. We're gonna teach you today how to walk the pathway of freedom, how to do more than just hear some verses and hear some sermons about living in freedom. We want you to begin living that today and we want you to walk in freedom for the rest of your life. So if you break it down, there really are two ways to look at it, two kinds of people, two kinds of experiences. You can have a little freedom. You can hear a great message on it. You can hear Pastor Brad or Pastor Dan or Pastor Caleb or me or someone else talk about how you walk in freedom, how Jesus died to free you from sin, and you can taste a little bit of freedom. And that's great. I mean, I I like a little taste every once in a while, but I'm never satisfied with a little taste of coffee. I want 40 ounces. I'm never satisfied with a little taste of delicious barbecue. I want a whole plate of ribs. I'm never satisfied with my team winning one game. That's a little satisfying. I want my team to win every single game and every championship, right? So you can if you want to. Now, if you want, it's totally up to you. You have freedom, right? You can have a little freedom if that's all you want, But I wanna go on record and say there is another option. Or you can have a lifetime of freedom. You can walk in it every day. You can experience the unhindered presence of God every single day in your life, but it all depends on you. God has already granted us freedom. God has already sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that you and I could be free from shame and sin and self and Satan. The freedom has already been purchased. It's already been offered to us. Whether you and I walk in freedom is completely dependent on us and what pathway we choose to walk. Because here's the thing about every path. Every path leads you somewhere. Every pathway takes you to a destination. And the Bible gives us very practical tools to walk a pathway that will let us enjoy a lifetime of freedom. And here's what the Bible tells us. I want you, if you've never memorized this verse, this would be a really good verse to memorize. Some of you may want to screenshot this on your phone. Some of you may want to do what I've done in my Bible. I've highlighted it right here. I want to read to you Psalm 1611. Let me read to you what the psalmist writes in Psalm 1611. You, he's talking about God, you reveal the path of life to me in your presence is abundant joy 
at your right hand are eternal pleasures. I don't want to skip past this because this is the anchor of our message today. Look at what this verse says. I want to unpack it for you. You reveal the what? The path. That's what we're talking about today. What kind of path is this? It's a path of life. God has revealed to us through his Holy Spirit, through Jesus, the word made flesh, through his written word, he has revealed to us a path and that path is a path of life. But it's not just a path. It's not just a random path nowhere. It's a path somewhere. It's a path to the presence of God. And that's what freedom is. Freedom is the experience of the unhindered presence of God. So when God reveals to us a path, that path, if we will walk it, if we will choose it, if we will stay on it, that path leads us to his presence. And in his presence, there are some amazing things. What is there? There is abundant joy in the presence of God. Abundant joy, that means it's literally overflowing. And at God's right hand, okay, the right hand of God, what what do we find there? Eternal pleasures. Think about the thing that brings you the most joy. Think about the thing in your life that brings you the most pleasure. Maybe it's that first cup of coffee when you wake up in the morning. Maybe it's a dinner date with your husband where the two of you can just sit there and talk and not be interrupted. Maybe it's vacation and you just look forward to going to the lake or going to the beach or getting away with your family. Maybe it's Christmas. Maybe that's the the greatest pleasure in your life where you and your family all get to join together and you finally get to see people that live on the other side of the state or maybe uh, another part of the country. Think about the thing in your life that gives you the greatest amount of joy and the greatest amount of pleasure And here is the promise. We're a church that trusts God's promises. I'm telling you that if you will walk this path, if I will get on this pathway and stay on it, the reward, the end, the destination of this path is not just a little joy and a little pleasure. It's a lifetime of joy and a lifetime of pleasure, abundant joy and eternal pleasures. They'll never end. Can I just say, I want that? Do you want that? I want everything that God gave his son for me to have. I don't want to miss it. So I'm going to get on a path that's going to take me to a place. And the place that path will take me is the presence of God. And the presence of God is true freedom. It's the definition of it. So uh, how do we get there? Well, first of all, you have to decide that you're actually going to get on this path because the path that you walk is taking you to a place. And if the place is the presence of God, then you have a lifetime of freedom ahead of you. So whatever path you take is gonna lead you into a pattern of life. I was pulling out of my driveway. I don't live far from here. Shari and I and the boys are just a couple of miles from this campus, and I'm pulling out of the driveway. It's about 8.30. I like to get there early because I'm obsessive like that. I'm pulling up to my driveway. If I turn left, I'm coming to New Spring. If I turn right, I'm gonna go to, you know, Anderson to that area. And as I pull up, all of a sudden, Google gives me a notification on my phone, my iPhone, that says, traffic is light, six minutes to the New Spring office. And I thought, now hold on, I didn't ask you for your opinion. 
I know how long it takes me to get to church. I know the traffic is light between my house and New Spring. Unless a deer gets hit or old man Smith's cows get out of the pasture, traffic is gonna be light between my house and New Spring. Google is tracking my path. You do know that, right? You do know that Amazon and Facebook and Apple and Google are more aware of the path that you're walking than some of you are, and even I am sometimes. Because a lot of us don't pay attention to what gets our attention. A lot of us don't think about our thoughts. A lot of us are in habits and patterns that we don't even realize. We've walked a path for so long, it's become a pattern. And if people can make money off of the patterns of your life, they will. Big data is tracking my path and my pattern. They're they're watching everything that we do. Why does big data know more about the patterns of our lives than even we do? If you just pay attention to the path that you walk, you'll see the patterns of your life. It's clear, it's obvious. We all have these paths that we walk and we all have patterns in our lives. Sometimes we call them habits. Researchers are now telling us that your brain is plastic. Now it's not really plastic, but they call it brain plasticity. They also call it brain elasticity. This means that that your brain is moldable and shapeable. That's plasticity. Elasticity means that your brain can bounce back from certain things. Now we know what God's already been telling us in the Bible, that we're all creatures of habit. And if you have a pattern in your life, a habit that you do every single day or regularly, it's because in your brain, there's a neural pathway that has formed. There's a little small trail in your brain. This is why I find myself doing this, okay? Um, Smokers have told me that they go through the exact same thing. I've never smoked but I will find myself reaching for my cell phone for no reason. Nobody's texting me. I'm not important. Nobody needs to get a hold of me, but I'm reaching for my phone in my back pocket for no reason. And smokers have told me that it becomes addictive when they smoke cigarettes, that oftentimes it's just the motion from their hand to their mouth. And that's what the addiction is. You know what that is? Well, it's externally, it looks like a habit, but inside your brain, it's a neural pathway. How do neural pathways become formed? Well, they become formed from these things called neural transmitters little synapses that fire off. Like habits are broken down in in, in three easy steps. They say that a habit has three elements. I wrote this down so I'd get it right. A cue, a routine, and a reward. That's how a habit is formed. A cue, a routine, and a reward. So something cues you. If you struggle with um, a bad temper, I struggle with that. And um, That's just how I'm wired, and that's not an excuse, but it's something I struggle with. So if you have a bad temper and somebody cues you up, meaning they say something on Facebook that you disagree with, or they cut you off in traffic, or they cut you off in traffic and then look at you like, what? That's the cue. Then the routine is you vent. You get angry. You shake your fist at them. You flash your lights at them. You blow your horn at them. You yell at your kid. You snap at your husband. You blow up on on your coworker. The reward is the endorphins in your body, which is a chemical that makes you feel good. They, They begin to release chemicals into your body and those neural pathways begin to form as your synapses fire. And you know what it is? It's a path through your brain. They can take a person's brain. I've seen pictures of this. It's fascinating. And they can put it under a microscope and zoom in and continue to zoom in. And you can actually see trails and paths in your brain, in your brain, in my brain. There's actual real estate in our brains. 
The bad news is once a habit is formed, it's almost like a sidewalk has been plowed through your brain. The good news is you can change the pattern. If you want to break a habit, you have to stop doing something for two to four weeks. If you want to form a new habit, then you have to do it for two to four weeks. It's kind of like a sidewalk that no one walks on. If you want to break a bad habit, it's like you fail to walk on the sidewalk and pretty soon grass grows up, then kudzu grows over it. You give it 10 or 15 years and you can't even tell a sidewalk used to be there. But this is how God has wired us. It's why we have patterns in our lives. And if you want to live free and not just get free, if you want to stay free and not just get free for a minute, if you really want to do that, then you will walk a path toward freedom, and that path will require effort. And the more you walk, the bigger the path becomes. John Maxwell said this, everybody has uphill dreams, but downhill habits. And we are wired to go downhill. We're wired to take the path of least resistance. We're wired to follow whatever the world is doing. As a matter of fact, I could say it to you uh, this way, the path you take is the pattern you create. So what starts off as a little tiny trail then turns into a big sidewalk. And then that big sidewalk, if you walk it long enough, turns into a four-lane superhighway. And now it's just like every time you do that bad thing, yell at your wife, get drunk, pop a pill to go to sleep, spout off on Facebook at someone you're mad at. Every time you do that, it gets bigger and the path gets broader. And what started off as a little tiny path through the woods is now the Panama Canal. And there's no resistance because the pattern is there. Hey, I'll be back in just a minute to finish this important message, but I wanted to tell you about the location of our ministry. We actually produce these messages on the campus of Anderson University in South Carolina. We moved our ministry here in 2014 so that we could host our Crossroads summer camps right here at Anderson. It is the largest private institution in the whole state of South Carolina. It's special to me because my son is a student here. My wife's getting her master's degree here. This is our home. There are 59 major degree programs available at Anderson University. And some of the ones that you might be interested in are Christian studies, kinesiology, graphic design, cybersecurity, biology, and political science. There's also an amazing seminary here called Clamp Divinity School. And it's just really, really special. We'll see 6,100 students attend our Crossroads summer camps here. If you're interested, go to andersonuniversity.edu. That's andersonuniversity.edu. Now back to the message. So here's the thing about a path. A path only works if you walk it. A path only becomes a pattern if you walk it long enough. You got free? Great. You know the difference between those that get free and those that stay free? the path they choose to walk, the patterns they, they develop in their lives. That's the difference. The difference is in the development. The difference is in the discipline. So we can preach all day long about getting free, but until we decide, until you decide, until I decide, I'm gonna read my Bible every day. I don't care what it takes. There's no excuse. I'm gonna read my Bible every day. That's the pathway to freedom. Okay, I know that, that God wants a relationship with me, so I'm gonna go to bed earlier so I can wake up earlier so I can have some time with the Lord where I can pray and talk to him and he can talk to me and I'm gonna start that tonight. That's a path. 
And that path can become a pattern because your brain is so plastic and your brain is so elastic. And it doesn't matter what bad patterns I've had in my life. And I've had so many of them. God in his grace will let me create a different pattern if I'll take a different path. The path only works if you walk it. And church, we're walking it together. So the path you take is the, is the pattern you create. And God promised us that this would work. Paul says so in Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Guys, we don't make these points up. We take them from the Bible. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you want God's good will for your life? I do. Well, the only way I'm gonna find it is if I conform myself to God's pattern. My problem, our challenge, it's so easy to conform. You don't have to do anything. Just put it in neutral and coast. The world will sweep you right along. Conforming is easy. Transforming is hard. You can't do it by yourself. You can only do it by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that power was given to us when Jesus died in our place and when the Holy Spirit comes in your life and saves you at the moment you're, but you become a Christian. Here's how we're transformed. By renewing our mind. What does it mean to renew your mind? It means to make it new again. That's what I'm talking about. What does it mean to renew your mind? It means to make it new again. So you can get free, but you gotta keep getting free every day. You know every day you're fighting apathy when you set your alarm and when it goes off, you get up instead of hitting the snooze button, you're fighting apathy. You know that every single time you have an opportunity to, to lay in bed on Sunday or just say, I'm just gonna stay home and watch it online. We love it when people watch online. We do that for people who can't come. But every single time you have an opportunity on Sunday to get up and come to a gathering or stay at home and rest and sleep, you're choosing a path. So how about choose on Saturday night what path you're gonna take on Sunday morning. Tell your family on Saturday night, we're going to gather with the people of God tomorrow because there are some things you never get until you gather. It's not a question in our house if we're gonna be in God's house on Sunday. We're gonna be there. We need each other. We need those people. They need us. How does, it, how does this work? Well, it works when you, when you walk that path because what is the definition of freedom? We've said it this whole entire series. The definition of freedom is simply the unhindered presence of God, our experience of the unhindered presence of God. That's freedom. And so if that's freedom, then the patterns of your life lead you to his presence. That's the good news. And that's the hope of the gospel. And that's what we want for everybody in our church. We want you to be in his presence because that's where freedom is. Psalm 1611, in your presence, there is fullness, abundant joy and eternal pleasures. That's what I want. But if I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna have to pick a path. Over and over again in my life as a Christian, God has had to convict me of my sin and my laziness and my apathy and my bad habits and my patterns that need to change. And over and over again, He has been gracious enough to let me pick another path. In my 20s, Shari and I got married. That was the biggest thing that happened to me in my 20s. And, and I had some bad patterns. One of them, I stayed up too late. 
I just stayed up one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And when Shari and I got married, I realized I can't go to bed at two o'clock in the morning. She goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night. And I want us to have an intimate relationship with each other, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And so she said that to me. She said, can we start going to bed at the same time? And I started down a new path. Now the pattern was stay up till I woke, I started feeling really alive at 11 p.m. People used to say, oh, do you get your second wind at 11? I'm like, no, I still got my first wind from when I woke up this morning. And it just like gets bigger and bigger and bigger at 11 p.m. I'm wide awake. Well, if I tell myself the rest of my life, I'll never go to bed early, then I'll never go to bed early. But if I say in Jesus' name, I'm picking a different path, it works. He'll honor that, he'll bless that. And now I go to bed at a normal time. 20 years I've been doing that. And it gives me time in the morning to spend some time with the Lord. In my 30s, we had kids and I had some patterns in my life that needed to change. Shari gave birth to two wonderful boys, Jacob and Joseph. They're the joy of our life. And I realized in my 30s, I've got a, a path that I'm walking, a pattern of my life. I'm a people pleaser. I love for people to like me. And so I say yes to too many things and I travel too much and I'm, and I'm gone too much and I need to be home so that my boys actually have a relationship with their dad and I actually have a relationship with my wife and my kids. And I started saying no to some things and that made all the difference. And I'm still having to fight that battle. I'm still having to choose that path because I'm still that insecure kid that wants people to like me. And so I hate saying no. And then in my forties, which I'm in now, man, I had to make some big changes in my forties. And the biggest change I think that I made in my forties, and this was God that inspired me to do this. And my wife and, and, and I, we, we went through this together. I grew up on a big farm. I grew up with a dad that loved me and encouraged me verbally, but I took care, I'm a worker. I'm an achiever, all the personality tests. I'm a high achiever and, and I'm kind of a workaholic. Well, I'm not kind of, in Jesus' name, I'm no longer a workaholic, but I struggle with that every day, if you know what I'm saying. So I grew up on a big farm and I think after my dad died, I was still trying to please my dad. I was still trying to earn my dad's favor. I was still trying to make my dad proud of me. And so we had a big farm in North Carolina and it was always hanging over my head. There was always something to do. There was always something else that had to be taken care of. And I remember one day living in North Carolina, a place I'd been for 23 years. I remember having this epiphany as I was outside on the farm that day working. It was hot, it was humid. And I just remember I had this epiphany where the Lord spoke to me. And I, I remember my heavenly father saying to me, son, you don't have anything to prove and you don't have anyone to impress because I see you and I love you just as you are. And that word from the Lord transformed my mind and it made me new again. Shari and I and our friends and our team from our ministry that had lived there for so many years, we, we pulled up our roots, a place I'd lived for 23 years. I had a pattern, I had a path. 23 years, I knew everything about that place. I knew everything about that region. It was comfortable. I could have lived there for the rest of my life and been fine. But I knew there is a better path to take and a better pattern for my life. And our family and our team all picked up and moved here. And what God has done since we've chosen that different pattern for us has been remarkable. My children love Jesus and they're in their schools as witnesses for Christ. And our marriage has been blessed because of the people we've become friends with and gotten to know here. And that path has taken us to the presence of God. And that's why I'm telling y'all, I'm not perfect, but man, I'm free. And I want a lifetime of freedom. I don't want a little bit of it. I want a lifetime of freedom. So I'm gonna walk a path that will create a pattern that I can live in freedom. Don't you want a lifetime of freedom? 
It's so much better than just a little taste here and there. I hope that you'll put into practice what you've heard in this message. You know, the scripture gives us so much good practical content of how we can refuse to let the enemy get a foothold in our life. God wants you to be free. It's why Jesus died on the cross, to set you free from your shame, the guilt from your past, comparing yourself to other people, looking at your life and wishing it was better. Hey, start walking that path and it will become a pattern. And your life can be a testimony to the lifetime of freedom God has promised you. If you'd like to hear this message again, send it to a friend, or learn how to take a next step in your walk with Jesus, check us out at ClaytonKing.com.